0: Hi, I'm Nicholas McGurr, author of The Afterlife and host for Stories in a Cemetery. You can find all my fiction works with themes of the afterlife on NicholasMcGurr.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-M-C-G-I-R-R.com. As a writer, I do research, and that research is more than likely inside a haunted location or a cemetery. Like you, I'm curious about the afterlife, and always looking for a new topic for my next book. I hope you enjoy this episode of my research as much as I did in using it for my fiction works. Let's get into today's story in the cemetery. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for coming to episode six of Stories in the Cemetery. So this is exciting. We've made it past that five mark. Um, And if you've been following all along, I can't thank you enough for listening and following along. Uh, But again, we're on episode six. I'm pretty excited. I can't wait to get to those double digits of episodes to keep continuing um, everything that I've been doing for you guys and and going to these uh, haunted locations and, and getting some really cool stuff. So... You know, part of the reason for this this whole podcast is that you know I'm curious. I'm I'm just like you. You know, I'm I'm all interested in the afterlife and any kind of ghosts and paranormalities, and and just want to know things just like you. Um, I just make time in my writing life um, to be able to visit these haunted locations, and then of course spit it out to you through this podcast. So, um, you know, for those of you that you know work that crazy nine to five, and you know have families and don't have time to actually do this stuff, you know that's what I'm here for. Uh, I'm here to do it for you. And, and if you're listening to this podcast you're probably on your way to work you're out for a jog you're out for a run um you know and and hopefully these are enjoyable for you so please tell me your comments um and share with your social media like that's a big deal uh getting the word out about stories in the cemetery um you can use a hashtag SITC uh just to make sure we're getting all of these posts out so today we're talking about the Foley House Inn. Uh, April and I, April is my wife, in case you didn't already know that. Uh, but we decided we needed a, a weekend away. You know, we, we worked that daily grind of nine to five as well. And we decided that uh, with everything that we've been doing, we kind of needed a break. Uh, so we decided we're going to head down to Savannah, Georgia. And then it was a matter of, what are we going to do while we're there? We, we've never been there. We've been in Charleston for a couple of years now, and we've never been to Savannah. Uh, it's only a few hours away, um, and we decided we are going to go on our haunted weekend. So it was going to be twofold. First off, it was going to be enjoyable, because that's what we love to do. And second off, it was going to give me some more uh, podcast episodes. So um, today we're going to talk about the first part of my Savannah trip, um, and, and I'll discuss later on uh, which... Other locations uh, I'll be talking about on on future podcasts. But today is all about the Foley House Inn. Uh, It is right on Chippewa Square in downtown Savannah. And if you're not familiar with Chippewa Square, I want you to picture uh, the movie Forrest Gump. And, And why I say that is because Forrest on that bench while he's telling his story, that's Chippewa Square. That's, that's exactly where we were. We went to go see where the bench was. Uh, it wasn't a completely haunted trip, obviously. But uh, I want you to kind of pay attention to that scene in your mind for a minute just because of all of the traffic that was going on around those scenes of the movie. Um, and I mention that just because I, I know it's, it's a point that we've all seen that movie, uh, you know, uh, probably more than once. But I want you to picture Forrest Gump with that traffic moving around, the buses moving around, all the different roads, you know, that were going on around forest and and you know the people he was speaking to so that's going to play an important part and part of this um i don't want to say investigation because it was more about fun and and just learning about some of the different histories around savannah but kind of keep that in mind as we kind of go through this but the foley house Inn, uh we actually looked for a haunted um bed and breakfast to stay in uh, foley house was one of those top ones that we decided you know would be perfect for us and I am going to go ahead and go straight to the Foley Inn website and, and kind of read you the haunted history a little bit just because uh, it, it all kind of makes sense. And, and, you know, knowing the history of a place before uh, you hear the different stories or experiences uh, makes it a big deal. Uh, you know, when, when you're going through these just to make sure things kind of line up. And, you know, some of this stuff, you might be thinking I'm making up, but uh, I'm really not. I, I go into the histories afterwards. I don't usually look into this stuff because I kind of want to match it up later. Uh, this is not one of the stories, guys, where uh, Psychic was with me. Uh, keep in mind, those stories of previous episodes, those were from 2012. So today's Foley House Inn was just from a few weeks ago. And with that being said, um, I didn't have the um, all of the automatic writings and, you know, some of the audio that I capture from Psychic. I, I didn't have those with me. I did take audio of um, one of the tours that we took, but that's for another episode. You know, so fully House Inn was basically we stayed at a haunted inn. Um, it's promoted that way as being haunted. Um, and, and even on their website, I'm looking right at it. It says Haunted Savannah Bed and Breakfast. So it, it, it's a lore, uh, to get folks like myself to, uh, to go and stay there, because it is haunted, and, and it's absolutely gorgeous. But let, let's get into uh, what the actual website says, and, and if I mispronounce some of these names, I want somebody to correct me, because uh, some of them, or well, one in particular, is, is difficult to say. So, from Foleyin.com it reads, Haunted Savannah Bed and Breakfast. The Foley House was originally built in 1896 by Honoria Foley and that's one of the names I'm probably screwing up. She was the widow of the wealthy Irish immigrant Owen Foley. The Foley's original homestead was the first actual Savannah bed and breakfast. So that's, that's kind of a cool fact to know. Uh, she built this new home in order to acquire more living space. The Foley house was constructed over the ashes of a home destroyed by the Great Savannah Fire of 1889. Hence, the Foley's beginnings carried on an ominous undertone. Mrs. Foley's enjoyed success with her inn for a number of years in addition to her widowed son his five children lived here in peace however things began to change in the house during a renovation in 1987 now that's pretty recent so uh, obviously they were uh, rebuilding the house or working on stuff and and this is what they found Uh, in 1987 was almost a century after the home was built construction workers discovered human skeletal remains behind a wall The unwittingly set loose, something that only could be described as otherworldly while just doing their jobs. Although the skeleton has never been conclusively identified at this haunted Savannah bed and breakfast, it is believed the bones belong to a border. The person stayed at the Foley house in the late 1800s. He was a wealthy exporter uh, and was on Savannah in business then one night he disappeared mysteriously and was never heard from again speculation is that he was murdered for his money and consequently secreted away behind the wall to hide the crime did he at last resurface in 1987. our haunted savannah bed and breakfast staff often hear odd stories one of a man in a top hat walking around the garden late at night other times guests report hearing strange noises they feel a rush of air without a reasonable cause Therefore, could it be Wally, the name we've given our spirit? His skeleton was discovered in the wall. So, obviously, the folks there at Foley House have named uh, the skeleton, and his name is Wally, and and there's probably a pun there, because he was found behind a wall. Uh, But at the same time, um, you know, the the one of a top hat walking around the garden late at night, and and the garden is interesting too, but we're going to get into that here in a second. So, um, with that being said, there, there, there's a lot going on here at the Foley house. They're, they're claiming that there's a top hat, a man with a top hat in the gardens, there's strange noises, there's rushes of air, um, you know, and, and this is a drafty old house. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, being rebuilt, uh, there, the, you would think that there would be certain things that they would reconstruct, but they wanted that old feel. They're promoting it as a haunted bed and breakfast. Um, so this, this sounded super interesting to me. And no matter where I went after, um, you know, we stayed there and we came back home here to Charleston and I was looking for more research, all of these stories are pretty much the same. So there really wasn't uh, much more to dive into. Uh, yeah, honestly, it kind of feels like the Foley House is, you know, controlling the media so that way they can keep those haunted stories um, and, and all keep them all in line. So that way they can promote, you know, more stays at, you know, their bed and breakfast, which is understandable. You know, previously when I was uh, doing research with psychic and trying to find more locations, there was a lot of places that I called, emailed, knocked on doors, and and people just did not want that haunted uh, feel or haunted attention. You know, brought to their place of business. So with this, this is the exact opposite. It sounds like the Foley house wants to be considered haunted um, and keeps the stories straight. So that was uh, pretty interesting when I put all those kind of clues together of like, all right, this is this is what they're going to do. So I booked the room, um, not knowing which room number we are going to get. Uh, and, and you can see um, there's pictures on, on the blog. you can you know, I'll put those links in the show notes, but uh, we stayed in room number 304. So 304 was our room. Um, and if you can imagine when we got that, that number and the key that the number three signifies that our room was on the third floor. So we were also in the newer portion of the house, which means we had to go up and down steps in order to get to our room. So this was a lot of stairs. So by the time April, Byron, and myself made it to our room, we were a little winded. Uh, we, you know, we live, uh, you know, on a ground level apartment now. So moving uh, to a third floor w- was a little like, okay, there's another staircase. This one's going down. This one goes up. So it was, it was a little. Uh, it, it got us pretty winded, to say the least. So it was, it was a really great room. Uh, don't get me wrong. It was, it was beautiful, beautifully decorated. Um, you know, we had a view of the Chippewa Square, uh, you know, and it had a balcony. Um, and on the pictures from the blog, you can actually see that the uh, the balcony was pretty short, um, but overlooked Chippewa Square. And of course, the doors going out to the balcony were pretty thin, which meant that we could hear pretty much everything that was going on outside. Um, there was a lot of, uh, I mean, it was a weekend. So there were you know people drinking and, and having a good time and just partying it up, um, you know, outside on in downtown Savannah and we could hear all of that. So it kind of made, you know, I wasn't like recording through the room, looking for EVPs or anything. We were just kind of wanting to stay in a haunted room. And, and if anything, you know, crazy happened, you know, it would have been great material for this podcast and, and, the, and the website. Um, uh, but so Nothing really happened that night uh, once we got there. So I mean, Byron was checking the room out, jumping up in the chairs. Uh, when we were checking the room out, I happened to notice that there was a um, like that, like one of those loose tiles uh, in the bathroom, um, and I kind of pushed on it a little bit. It was loose. Uh, but April wouldn't let me go up up into the attic of the place to uh, try to get some EVPs or to check out to see what was up there. So. Uh, the, the folks at Foley House just know that when we stayed there, we did not pry into the attic um, to check things out up there. So uh, let's see here. Um, we actually decided after, sorry, I'm reading show notes. Um, after we checked into the room, um, you know, we kind of want to explore things. Um, I kind of knew a little bit about the top hat guy in the gardens. So I wanted to you know, go check out the gardens and, and just check out the grounds of the Foley House. You know, it was gorgeous when we walked in. We passed up a gorgeous dining room with, you know, a carved fireplace. And, and, you know, it was it was stunning. It really was. We had never stayed in a bed and breakfast before, especially of one, you know, with from that from those that era um, of the original, you know, late 1800s. Um, so we wanted to check it out. But the gardens were, were gorgeous. Uh, we took plenty of pictures there. Um, it was daytime still. Um, when we took you know those pictures Um, but I mean it it's gorgeous it's very peaceful uh, and it it would be a great place to you know just hang out for the day and relax read Um, it's just very calming when you go out there Uh, we did peek inside some of the ground rooms um, that surround the gardens so I mean they were even more elegant than the room that we were staying in uh, which was which was interesting and I'm sure that those rooms come at a much higher rate and or they're probably even more haunted than the room that we were already in of room 304. So it was just gorgeous. We didn't really find anything out there besides this, the stunning beauty of how they decorated uh, the gardens and, and made it feel like a garden. So keep in mind, you're in downtown Savannah, so it's you know spaces are tight. Um, and, and they were able to, you know keep up with the garden that was there. Um, but this is also where the man with the top hat um, was has been seen um, you know several times. So that was a place of interest obviously. So we're there. We checked out the gardens. We're ready for our night out on the town. Um, we decided that we are going to make the weekend completely haunted um, and then do some shopping on our last day there. So the, our first night out in the town we actually took a ghost tour through the Sorel weed house um, and that'll be another episode. Um, I, there's some interesting things that come out of that as I re listen to the audio that I took there. Um, and, and there were some really cool pictures that we found, um, while going through of some different things that really can't be explained. So I'm still going through, um, some of those pictures and analyzing them and, you know, I'll probably re-listen to the audio one more time before I release that episode. Uh, so, But it was a super interesting tour, and Graham, uh, our tour guide, was amazing. So I want to thank him for that. But after the house tour, we took a ghost walk through downtown Savannah. So with the same tour guide, Graham, uh, from the Sorrel Wheat House, uh, he took us through downtown and some some different locations, and and he mentioned a few things that kind of brought some things to light. So Graham told us that tourists claim to see some tour guides uh, in costume, Um, you know, early in the mornings, you know, while walking through certain squares of downtown Savannah. Um, I don't remember exactly which square we were in when he told us this, but uh, if you've never taken any kind of, um, you know, historical tour, uh, through any major city, but uh, some some of these tour guides will dress up in the costume of the era of the, you know the haunted or the history that they're you know speaking about, and it, it kind of makes for the effect. You know, it, it, it wouldn't I wouldn't say that it makes a great tour guide, but it does add to the effect of the time period that they're speaking of, um, and and that happens quite a bit in Savannah. So, um, what he claims is that some people will actually see a tour guide bright and early in the morning in costume walking through downtown Savannah. The problem with that is that the tours don't usually start until late afternoon into the evening. So that kind of caught my ear a little bit. You know, I just, I remembered it from the tour. It wasn't anything that I recorded because I didn't record anything from the walking tour. Uh, so this was more of a, I just kind of put that in the back of my mind, like, oh, that's that's interesting. So the next morning, like we, we made it through the night in, in the haunted bed and breakfast. Um, no crazy happenings other than a party yours outside. And, um, you know, we, we had a pretty good night's sleep. So wake up and keep in mind, guys, this is a bed and breakfast. So it's not at your normal hotel where it has a coffee pot inside the room. And I mention that because I'm a writer. I, I need my coffee in the morning. Like first thing, almost hand it to me if I'm not, you know, within feet of the coffee pot. So, there's no coffee pot in the room. But Byron has to go outside. So, I wake up. And I put, you know, some shoes on. And I take Byron downstairs to the square. Down at Chippewa. And, you know, he, he's sniffing around and doing his thing. And it's bright and early. You know, it's a Sunday morning. And, um... All of a sudden, like, I noticed that there's some guy wearing a white shirt. And suspenders. And a derby hat. Walking through the square. So... You know Byron's still walking around and, and sniffing and doing his thing and and then all of a sudden, the guy in the derby hat is gone. I didn't really take my eye off of him, but I really wasn't completely awake yet anyway. Uh, but he kind of disappeared behind a tree, so it was kind of like, all right, where did that guy go? And then I remembered what Graham told me uh, during the walking tour that some people will see a gentleman in a in costume, and then I remembered the top hat from the gardens. Now. Keep in mind that a derby hat and a top hat are not even from the same era. Um, I don't have them exactly in front of me, uh, but I did some research when I was looking through this. A derby hat is more rounded; um, it's shorter, and you know, a top hat. We all know what a top hat looks like. It looks like a stovepipe. So, so it's rounded; it's got a flat top, and it's tall. Now, the derby hat. Uh, this this almost looked like a uh, the derby uh, the derby hat on the gentleman. Like I said, it it was. Exactly, a derby hat. There was no mistaking that it was not a top hat. um So, you know, Byron's still sniffing around, and, and I started walking towards where I saw the gentleman and couldn't find him. Now, I told you to think of the Forrest Gump movie. Now, now, think about all of those roads that are around that square. And I mean, I looked down every single road and I was standing exactly where I thought the man went to, you know, behind that tree, I'm pretty much standing on the opposite side of it and looking to see where he could have possibly have gone and see him anywhere. Um, So, of course, I'm I'm half awake. I don't have my coffee yet. You know, it's early in the morning. Um, It's one of those things where I'm not exactly sure what I saw, um, if it was truly, you know, somebody, you know, going somewhere or if it was somebody, you know, just went to a different corner that I couldn't find them. Um, But at the same token, it could have been one of those uh, ghosts or spirits that Graham was talking about. So at any rate, it's one of those, I want you to think about that for a second. I went to Chippewa Square, and I had my dog with me, and I saw one other person come crossing through that bright and early morning, and then all of a sudden he's gone. I go to that area, and I can't find him. So I'm stoked. I'm I'm on this haunted weekend with my wife, and I I finally got something. Something where I didn't have to research it. Something actually happened. It was an experience. So I flew upstairs with Byron, all three flights, and of course I'm winded. (laughs) And April's looking at me, and she's just like, "I just think you need some coffee." So whether or not April actually believes me um, is another tale to tell. You know, she she pretty much calls me a zombie before I get my morning coffee. So we'll see you know, what actually comes out of this. Um, if the Foley House folks are listening to this, or the folks at Sorrel Weed House are listening to this, and Graham, if you're listening to this, um, I would love an explanation, or if you have more tales, I would like an explanation as well. So again, I can't confirm that what I saw was an actual ghost. Um, or if it was just somebody out of you know that I was watching that all of a sudden wasn't there because they went to a different route or one of the churches that morning, or whatever it was, I don't know. I can't say for certain that that's what actually happened. So we enjoyed the rest of our our weekend at, in downtown Savannah. We did some shopping. Um, you know, we looked at some other ghost tales. We looked at some of the local books. Um, you know, I kind of flipped through things. Um, I didn't see any other mentioning of uh, folks and tourists seeing anybody in a top hat just crossing through downtown Savannah on a bright early morning before the tourists start. Uh, but that doesn't mean that what Graham told me isn't true. So, um, again, I'm not really sure. Just one of those experiences where it was super cool to have. And, you know, in my mind, of course, I want to believe that I saw, you know, a spirit crossing through downtown Savannah. Uh, it, but can I actually believe it hundred percent? I cannot. So I want to know what you think. I want to know if you've been to downtown Savannah um, and, and if you've had any type of experience um, e- similar or, you know, not similar to my my experience, you know, I want you to let me know. And, and there's a couple ways you can do that. So, of course, I started the stories in a Cemetery Facebook page. Um, it now has a group, so uh, make sure you join the group, and that way you can share stories uh, with me and with other people. Uh, you can also go to my website, and in the top right-hand corner, you'll see the Tell Me a Ghost Story. Uh, by all means, feel free to just email it to me. Um, if you don't want anybody else to know what, you know, what happened to you or you, know, you don't want me to share it, um, you know, who knows? Maybe I can use it on, on another podcast, or I can use it as an example of, hey, we had a listener claim this. Um, So again, lots of ways to get in touch with me, lots of ways to share your ghost stories. Uh, This week's sponsored book is The Rhythm Tree. So if you haven't read my Novelette series, um, you can find those on Amazon. The Rhythm Tree is the final book or I'm sorry, the third book. I don't want to say final because I may write more. Uh, It is a novelette, so it is pretty short. Um, So if you love short, great reads about death and the afterlife, um, make sure you check out my my tree collection. Uh, Right now, they're currently at 99 cents, um, and you can find those on Amazon. So upcoming episodes, we have some really good stuff coming up. Uh, So make sure you guys stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe, uh, whichever podcatcher you're using. So some of those episodes will include Litchfield Plantation in Pauley's Island. Um, I did a full investigation there with Psychic, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Obviously, I talked about the Sorrel Weed House in Savannah, Georgia. So I will talk about the Sorrel Weed House. Um, It was super interesting. We got lots of really cool photos. I can't wait to show those. In um, Fort Fremont Preserve in Beaufort, South Carolina, guys, that one was freaky. Uh, that one, I, I'm gonna, it's gonna take me a little while to really piece myself together um, after visiting Fort Fremont. Uh, that one was, uh, I, I got to do a lot of research in order to make sure everything that happened uh, and the experience that I had there um, kind of falls in line. Um, and the old Sheldon Church in Beaufort, South Carolina. So visited that a few days ago. Um, it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, if you love, um, you know, taking a look at some of the ruins down here in South Carolina, um, we got plenty of pictures. And, and the cool thing about the Sheldon Church in Fort Fremont is um, I was using an app for a spirit box. I didn't actually physically buy one, but um, I was kind of like, all right, let me see what this is about. Um, I've seen them on the shows. I've seen them on all the ghost hunting shows, and I, I couldn't uh, really justify spending money on that uh just yet so i was like "Ah, let me just see if there's an app and i played around with it at home and just wanted to see like what i would get from you know, here at home and and see if it was legitimate. Um, And then I did use it for the Fort Fremont visit and the Old Sheldon Church visit. So um, I will talk about those during those episodes, and I can't wait uh, to get these written in blog format for you and to, uh, you know, obviously record the podcast. But guys, I cannot thank you enough for listening to today's story in a cemetery of Foley House Inn. Um, And of course, I will always ask for you to share, share, share. That's the only way that I can get the podcast to grow Um, it is growing week to week and uh, this is this has been a really fun uh, weekend you know the Foley House Inn is definitely gorgeous it is uh, it's fun to stay in and and take some of those haunted tours so if you're thinking about taking a haunted weekend (laughs) like April and I did um, I would definitely recommend that you look into downtown Savannah so for now guys I can't thank you enough for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's Story in a Cemetery. Be sure to check out the show notes with pictures and bonus audio sections on NicholasMagur.com. As you know, I'm a writer and now you have another story that inspires me to write my fiction works. Be sure to share this episode on your social media or leave me comments on the Stories in a Cemetery Facebook page. I'll see you next time with another Story in the Cemetery.